I'm Maddie. I'm Ryan. And this is the Mutant Ages where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men, even when the X-Men show up on an animated Iron Man show from 2012. We'll watch it. We'll We'll watch watch it. it Even then. Welcome to this show. (laughs) Here we are. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. Adventures was basically sort of the X-Men evolution of Iron Man where it was. It is. It literally is. So the live action Iron Man movie came out in what, 2009? Something like that? Something like that. 2008, 2009. And then 2008. Almost immediately after that, this show debuted Iron Man Armored Adventures. And so this show was on, I want to say 2009 to 2012. It was like on for a long time, considering that it's only two seasons. Um, Right. And this is a teenage version of Tony Stark and a teenage version of Pepper Potts and a teenage version of Rhodey, War Machine. And um, they're in high school together. They're dealing with high school bullies. And yet Iron Man still is a little baby rich orphan who created his suit. Pepper Potts is a whiny bitch. I... <laughs> and Rhodey is better than anyone and shouldn't be hanging out with them. And- All of that is still the same. This is the part that I truly (laughs) don't understand is that I don't I've not seen this show like I really have not watched it. This is the only episode either of us have watched. And based on this one episode, I will never see another episode because I did not enjoy it. Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't think all the other adventure characters are kids. I think it's still them. No, yeah, I think you're right. It looks like Hawkeye and Black Widow are at least 30. Yeah, like I think every other character on the show is a full adult, but like. Tony, Rhodey, and Pepper aren't. They're all 15 years old. This is the same problem X-Men Evolution had, where it was yep. like, these random characters are going to be kids. And then randomly, Hawkeye and Black Widow are going to be like the people who are going to randomly now and again be adults and be their mentors. I don't really understand why that's happening. Well, they're not on this episode for what it's worth. Like, we don't get to see them or anything. I don't, I don't know why this is like a thing we're doing. Why is it fan fiction? <laughs> anyway, so people were really excited that we were doing really? this because I think some of our listeners oh, really no. enjoyed our Iron Man. I'm our... sorry we just said we didn't like it. I'm sorry. That's okay. We're, we're allowed to not like it, but it's also hard to... I didn't to... like this episode at all. I... Pepper and annoyed me so much and i know that pepper's like kind of supposed to be the villain in this episode but i was like damn i hate you okay but that's here's the thing i feel like pepper is not like i don't think this is who she is typically on the show listeners you can write in and try to to correct me i'll try to you can correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like in this particular story they they needed somebody within the core group to be like 
I'm kind of a homophobe secretly. <laughs> and it couldn't be Tony yeah. or Rhodey. And they're like, well, I guess that leaves Pepper. I don't know why they didn't use that other random character who was just bullying well, Jean Grey. Okay, but that other random character was way too over the top where he was like, I have no character motivation besides being a bully. And I was like, what's wrong with this random child? I don't even know who that character was supposed to be. I don't think he's supposed to be anyone. I don't think he's like from anything. He's just like a character in the background who's a bully. And I was like, you don't seem like a person. There were parts of this episode that I thought were really well written. And then parts that were so poorly written that it was like whiplash constantly. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, well, here's the thing is that like, I did enjoy pieces of this because yeah, there's a whole, too. there's a whole thing here with Magneto, Magneto pushing against Senator Kelly, who wants to literally register and number mutants. Basically like do some early Holocaust shit with mutants, which that's all very realistic for Senator Kelly. Uh, yeah. And I also thought that part was really good. I believed it. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm right here mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. So, I liked it too. And and there were some, I mean, I would say Magneto is basically the version of himself from X-Men Evolution, which is sort of weird because by this point we had actually seen stuff like Days of Future Past and so on that had like done a different version of Magneto or no, that right. wasn't out yet. But you know what I mean? Like we had seen more versions of Magneto where he was more of a, a morally gray character. And I would have liked to see that in this show He's a lot more evil here. He is. He's a lot more evil, but I did write down some of his lines because they were good. I thought, yeah, I thought that his portrayal was interesting in in some ways. And Jean Grey is also on this episode. That's part of why we picked it was because Jean Grey's voice actress is the same as the one from Evolution. X-Men Evolution. It's nice to see her again or hear her again. The character design for Jean, totally different. Very visually different. Sure. If you wanted to go on a limb, you probably could say that it exists in the evolution universe, but it's hard. Because the timing is all wrong. It is. It is. And also she meets Magneto in this. Well, this would be a prequel because it's like before she goes to the school. But of course, that is set in the past. So it's like doesn't really work. But it's kind of like a prequel about Jean Grey before she meets Xavier and Magneto. Right. Also, Senator Kelly was a different character in X-Men Evolution. So there's that. That is a good point as well. So it doesn't really work, but it's sort of like a little Easter egg for Evolution fans that she has the same voice actor. But yeah, I would definitely say we're watching this at the right time because this barely has anything to do with X-Men Evolution at all. Also, this animation for the show was like weird. Didn't care for it. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was because they were, this was like when they were doing the early 3D animation for everything all the time. You know how like every TV show is just completely 3D, like three dimensional, not as in like you're putting on 3D glasses and it's popping out of your screen. Yeah, no, it's like, you know, Frozen or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. like that type of animation. And we've really gone away from 2D animation, which I appreciate 3D. I think it's good where it's supposed to exist, but like that new Muppet Baby show looks fucking weird. It should go back to being 2D. Same with Mickey Mouse. I'm just like, some of this stuff Mm -hmm. doesn't work. Well, this this show is is sort of an in-between stage where it looks kind of like a cel-shaded video game. Which I was into. There was also a Spider-Man Okay, this is why I got it confused is that there was another Spider-Man TV show. There was. This was was the one where Neil Patrick Harris was voicing Peter Parker. Okay, so that TV show was also cell shaded and I liked that. I think it works. I think it works on this show as well. I, I think just I'm just weird. not I didn't have time to get used to it. I probably yeah. would love it if I watched the entire show, but I just only watched this episode and I was like, this looks weird to me. Jean is like not looking the same except she has the same voice actor. That's like 
confusing me emotionally and I can't get over it because I'm a baby. <laughs> and yeah. that was my problem. And that's okay. There's no previously on the X-Men for this. So we're just doing this one off before we hop into Wolverine and the X-Men. Well, the previously on the X-Men is all these characters are teenagers. Yeah. I mean, we just did it. We're previously on Iron Man Armored Adventures. Everybody's a teenager. This episode is called The X-Factor. It's season two, episode 17. And the original air date was March 21st, 2012. I just thought that was interesting. So I wrote it down at the top of my notes here. Also, I want to know, and listeners, you can write in and let us know or even mention it on the Discord, which you can find on themutantages.com for either of those things. Yep. This episode spends a lot of time dealing with the the mutant metaphor and being like, there's mutants here and people are afraid of them. Was there ever build up to this or is it just yeah. in this one episode that they were like, by the way, there's also mutants in our universe and we're never yeah. going to talk about them again. I don't know the answer to that. I have not watched this show to know. <laughs> I haven't either. It felt like a total one off, though, to me. Like it felt like because I was looking it up and like Magneto and Jean only appear in this one episode. I don't think there's any other X-Men in any other episodes. No, it's not like Spider-Man and Friends where they were constantly running into Magneto or working with the X-Men characters. So it just it just smashes in. There's we don't even get it previously on Armored Adventures here. We just smash into the, our first scene here. Right. Exactly. That's why feel like it's completely standalone and that we'll never hear about mutants again on this show i think you're right and um so tony little baby tony who doesn't look like a baby when he's in a suit he looks like a fully grown adult man (laughs) is walking into this spooky warehouse and pepper is the voice in his ear apparently later on in this show or at some point in the show she gets a rescue suit and starts going by rescue and is actually like participating in battles but when though isn't this like halfway through season two i know because i was looking that up and i was like why is pepper just sitting on her ass for this whole episode like she doesn't get to do anything and be like um tony do you even know where you're going you're a stupid dumbass i was like what is with this version of pepper pots i really didn't like it it felt very early mcu where the female characters weren't allowed to do anything for 10 years and like i'm just so done with this shit but whatever it was 2012 we were in the midst of a backlash to like feminism in the 2000s and 90s so whatever this is the hell we were living in so pepper is on her ass being like "Ah, i'm annoying (laughs) and i don't want you to go in there because what if there's zombies (laughs) is that what she says i don't remember her saying that she like makes all these zombie jokes and i was like why i have to I have to admit that it was hard for me to watch this episode. I was like, I was struggling paying attention. I don't know if it's because I was on roller coasters all day or if it was just boring, but like... It's not good, Ryan. Okay. I'm sorry, well, okay, so he, go, he goes into that warehouse, and I just want to make mention that he's like, I can't see. And he turns on his arc reactor like a flashlight, which I yes. thought was the funniest shit I've it's ever seen. It's funny as hell. I laughed about that too. He's like, let me turn on my arc reactor. And right. it's like this massively powerful thing powering his heart, and he's like using it as his fucking flashlight to walk around is that even the premise of this tv show i don't know if it has the same thing going on with this heart or not i don't either i like how we did zero research on this tv show i did a little bit i know his parents died in a plane accident and that that turns out to be like the responsibility of like some bad guy that he looks into while he's building his suit i mean he gets a you know teenage backstory where he's still an orphan and stuff and like looking into the death of howard stark his father who is in charge of like stark industries right and And he's hanging out with cyclops who fell out of a plane right okay (laughs) no okay (laughs) anyway so um tony sees in the darkness of this warehouse this guy who's wrapped up in a metal girder we're never gonna find out who he is oh we do no we do we actually do uh but not yet we don't know who he is yet so tony's like oh fuck who's this guy 
And he crouches down next to him and is like, hey, are you alive? And then who should appear behind him but Magneto? Yes. Well, beautiful voice. We love I him. Actually, I did like his voice. And Magneto is just too. like, oh, you're covered in iron. It's a little bitch mocking me. And he just flakes <laughs> Iron Man away with the flick of a finger and Iron Man dies and it cuts the credits. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. I loved it. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Magneto murders a child in cold blood and is like, how dare you mock me by even attempting to wear metal in my presence and just murders him. I mean, just that kidding. Is he throws funny. him into a garbage truck outside. It is honestly pretty funny. It's pretty great. It's, it's very also Magneto. funny how many times Tony tries to attack Magneto in his iron suit and is like, why isn't it working? Like, I did find that very I funny. I did not know why he didn't just take the suit <laughs> off at any point in time and use like a plastic gun and at one point pepper makes a comment pepper she's like points it out and he and tony's like i don't have time to build that and pepper's like well your suit's fucking useless against this guy okay but also pepper's like but you build shit all the time in like an hour why can't you build this whatever we'll get to that when we all get right. to that first we have to listen to the theme song which is so 2012 it sounds like I an know. okay go pop song with lyrics about fucking tony stark it's like tony stark he's just a child but he's so hot and we love him and i was like oh my god <laughs> i mean that's wow. actually okay but that is like literally the lyrics i know i was like what am i watching but like with a pop punk boy singing the right. lyrics i know I was like, wow, okay. Um Then we get to watch Tony watching the news on a smartphone right. because smartphones exist because it's 2012. But it was also like the start of smartphones. So it was like wild to even have that. And it was like, I Tony know. has this because he's rich and he can have a smartphone. Back Absolutely. in 2012, we did not have. I don't think I got one until really late. In the I game. think I got my first smartphone until like 2013. I think that's when it happened. Yeah, I, I might have had one by then. I don't and know. I got like a droid that barely worked. That's what I remember. I had a flip phone for a long time. Anyway, so this yeah. newscaster on Tony's smartphone says Simon Trask was assaulted last night for his anti-mutant stance. And by the way, for the listener, that's yes. Bolivar Trask's brother. Yes, that's what I was going to say. It's not Bolivar right. Trask. It's not Peter Dinklage. It's not Peter Dinklage. It's his brother who is also an anti-mutant activist and is like a little different from Bolivar Trask in his methods. Um, he, just like in the comics, the newscaster says his Humanity Now coalition is going to protest the mutants. And um, that's also that's the same name as the organization that he forms in the comics, I think. Right. Or like Humanity something. Humanity's Last Stand, I think, is one of the ones he forms. He like has all these pro humanity groups. Yeah, it's one of those. I And now I'm getting confused because I almost said Friends of Humanity. No, that's but not that him. Was, that was Sabretooth's brother. Yeah, there's two, there's so many. There's a great and creed. I, I it's a little early. It's not early. It's like 1030. I don't know. I have no excuse. Well, there's a lot of people who hate mutants and um, Simon Trask is just one of many. Right. So then we sort of pan out and we see that Tony's watching this news broadcast before class starts. He's in school right now. Right. And Pepper and Rhodey are hanging out with him and Pepper makes fun of him because he smells like a garbage truck. And he, and she's like, um, did you even shower? Yeah, she's like, you smell like a baby diaper. Yeah. And Rhodey's like, yeah, you stink so bad, man. And Tony's like, I showered like 19 times. You just can't get that stink out of you. And I was like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Okay, yeah. First of all, <laughs> 
so he did shower and he probably doesn't smell. I feel like this is just aimed towards like children watching the TV shows so that they could laugh and be like, he stinks like trash. And yeah, it's like, I think so. Too. Realistically, he would no longer smell like trash. So yes, unless he put on the same clothing as the day beforehand. Well, I think he also has um, like the same kind of tech that Tony has in the movie later where he has a watch that can turn into his suit. OK. And he says, like, you can't get that smell out of poly resin iron, which like, I guess that's what his suit is made out of. And okay. so he he's like carrying his suit with him so they can smell that maybe i don't know i don't know whatever who cares by the way there's a kid right next to them that seemingly is not listening to this conversation at all and i was like oh so do people know that tony stark's iron man but later on gene gray reveals that she knows because people don't know and people don't know yeah and they're like screaming this conversation well they're not even screaming they're just having this conversation next to the kid they're having it quite loudly yeah and yeah. the kid's just like not listening he's doodling he's me in high school yeah it's kind of funny um so then Rhodey is looking over Tony's shoulder at the news broadcast and is like, oh, that's the guy you found last night. And Tony's like, yeah, Simon Trask. He's a big time anti-mutant activist. He wants to identify and control mutants. And Rhodey goes, what is this, the 1950s? That's just wrong. And Pepper then says... Well, I kind of want to know if somebody has the power to like fry my brain or something. There's a lot of evil mutants out there. What's wrong with at least identifying them? Okay, to which Rhodey is like, uh... and this is where Rhodey like stands up and is like, "What the fuck are you saying right now?" <laughs> okay, which I loved that. I love every single thing Rhodey does in this episode. He's my favorite character. Yeah, Pepper's just be like wildly homophobic and racist in this episode for yeah, really no reason. And Pepper's like, um, well, I'm afraid of people who are different from me. Is that wrong? And Rhodey's like, yeah. Yes. Like, <laughs> hello, they're people. And he's like, what do you mean you want to segregate people and like number them? And Pepper's like, that's not really what I said. And Rhodey's like, that's exactly what you just said. <laughs> it literally is. And then the teacher is like kind of also an asshole where she's like, excuse me, class. Everybody settle the fuck down and sit down like a civilized person. And I was like, is she directing that at Rhodey? Like, what the hell is going on in this school? I noticed in the shot, she's like, well, all of you sit down and act civilized. And they were sitting down at that point. And nobody like, was talking. Literally everyone was sitting there in complete silence. And the teacher slams in and she's like, all right, idiots. <laughs> get, get your shit together. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel I feel for teachers that have to deal with all this shit for minimal play. So I don't know. I and do maybe too. I'm kind of on the teacher's side here, especially if Tony smells like garbage in this point. Also, like we never see this teacher again and nothing is explained. So anyway, she introduces. No, I mean, maybe on the TV show we do. I have no idea. Yeah. For all we know, she's like a canonical Marvel character who we just didn't recognize i don't know her name is uh madeline Pryor. so then she's like <laughs> i'd like to introduce a new student her name is annie claremont and she moved all the way from colorado and then jean gray is here and she's got a secret name a different name annie claremont she has chris claremont's last name that's right and i forget what the the oh annie's her best friend that died Yes. So she this is the fake name that that Jean came up with while she's on the run from Magneto. But we don't find that out until much later. So Jean stands up and she's like, hi, I'm Annie. I don't really know what to say. And then immediately all the other kids start screaming at her that she sucks, which is an absurd <laughs> reaction. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. And it's like this is it's, this is one of the parts of the episode where I was like, this is just bad writing. I like, mean, I a guess kid behind her is like, your clothes are ugly and you look like a dumb bitch. And then everybody starts like, throwing <laughs> cans at her face and being like, we hate they you. They literally do. And Rhodey stands up and he's like, I kind of want to 
fuck her. Yeah. And I was like, what is happening? And Pepper's like, I don't know. She seems like a stuck up bitch to me. And I'm like, Pepper, what are you basing that out? Like she said one word. <laughs> I know. Pepper's just like, I don't know. She seems kind of like a slut. And I was like, what is happening? Why I is this know. like 90s high school movie happening right now? It's insane. And then Tony's in the background like, I think she's just shy. And apparently Jean's reading everyone's minds because she's turned around and like smiles at Tony. And I was like, wait, what? Jean, stop. I, don't- <laughs> I know. But then the next scene is insane because Tony's it's a scene where Tony can't close his locker because there's too much shit in it. I thought that was gonna be relevant again at some no, point in the episode. It's, it's not. just it's just this one shot. And he's like trying to shove his shit back in and eventually he shuts it, but it's like bulging and shit's still falling out of the sides of and it. Then like the locker pops open again, like during this conversation. It's not even like Iron Man shit. It's no. just a bunch of garbage. It's like, well, maybe that's why he smells like trash, is that he's just literally putting his garbage in the locker instead of the trash can. It's really funny. And like Rody like helps him pick him up, I, pick it I up. And know. it's like, why are they helping him? Like Yo, Pepper's just staring at them being like, what the fuck is happening? right now and it's like i don't know i wrote down these lines and none of them are actually important to the episode it's like totally why did you write them down i don't know i didn't know what was gonna matter later so he like has this whole conversation with roadie about how he invented all these things and he's like giving them to pym industries and the baxter think tank and like who fucking cares and then in the background pepper's like hey check it out there's the new girl do we really need another redhead i don't think I, so that is what she says like pepper's like there's another redhead in the school. Great. Now I have competition for who wants to fuck Tony. And like, nobody <laughs> is even trying to fuck him or, and Tony's not ironically, Tony's not trying to fuck anyone in this episode. I know. Tony is just not even remotely a character I can recognize. Uh, this version of Pepper is absolutely insane. I know. And so then the other guy who was like screaming at Jean in class earlier and throwing garbage at her is trying to steal her backpack for no reason that I can discern. Like why? Yeah. So he's ripping her backpack away from her and she's like can you fucking stop (laughs) (laughs) and then he won't stop and eventually Jean uses her powers to like get him to be flung off of her backpack and he sort of like falls over and a few locker doors open on him and and hit him and everybody laughs at him but then he stands up and he's like hey she's a mutant and then everybody immediately turns on gene again and screams ew and like flips their lid at gene yet again i know and then i think that's when gene like picks up her shit and runs away crying i was like whoa but how did this even turn so fast and then i don't know then pepper turns to tony and rody and she's like (laughs) i don't think we should associate with mutants and i was like what yeah, like Pepper turns around and is like, oh, she's gay. Yeah, we're we should talk to her, touch her, because that's really gross. And like, fuck the gays. Let's get out of here. And then Rodi and Tony are like, no, we're gonna go find her. And Pepper's like, um, I don't think talking to mutants and gay people are a good idea. And at this point, Rodi's is like, I'm not listening to you. Yeah, anymore. like at that point, like both of them had already walked away, and Pepper was yeah, like, I know. fine, and like stomps after them. Okay, they go into the roof of the high school building, which is a very like anime thing to do yeah it's very this is like a cool like smart kid high school in new york city or something i mean we don't have all the context of like what the fuck this school is but that was sort of the vibe i got was that like this is some fancy school for rich kids or some shit right um so it has like a fancy roof balcony rooftop balcony situation where gene is emo hanging out 
And so then Rhodey walks up and he's like, Annie, we're not here to mess with you. I'm James. And Tony's like, and I'm Tony. And then Jean's like, Stark, I know. And Tony's like, what? <laughs> and Jean's like, well, you're kind of famous. And I heard about you when I registered at the school. Right. And then Pepper's like freaked you out, by the way. Rhodey's like, oh, hey, like we saw what you did back there and it was awesome. And Jean's like, I shouldn't have done that, but he wouldn't back off. And Pepper's like, well, you're fucking terrifying and gross. And I, I don't want to be here right now. And you're a mutant. And yeah. Yeah, I know. And then Tony and Rhodey are like, uh, we don't share her issues or her <laughs> viewpoints. So honestly, ignore her. Yeah. And Tony's like, look, after school, let's go someplace quiet and talk away from the academy. Is that cool? And Jean sort of like looks at the three of them and Pepper's just completely avoiding eye contact. And Tony and James are standing there smiling at her. So Jean's just kind of like, OK, I'll hang out with you guys. Like, even though your friend's weird and hates me, but OK. <laughs> So then they go to a diner together and Tony's basically like, come on, tell us what your situation is. And Jean's like, well, I'm not afraid to tell you anything because, you know, we all have secrets. And then like looks at Tony and is like, right, Tony, I'm reading your mind right now. And you believe that you have feelings for Rhodey. And Tony's like, what? Well, that's funny. I wrote down that Jean's like, I can read everyone's minds. And Rhodey goes, shit, she knows I'm horny. And I'm like, dude, it's just because like we can see the boner through your pants right now. Yeah. So then Jean like picks up a fork and moves it around. Pepper screams. Okay, it's not, well, it starts with like F fork and Pepper screaming. And so Jean responds to that by picking up everything on the table with her powers and spinning it around in the air. And I was like, okay. It's kind of funny, honestly. And Jean's just like, she's like, by the way, Tony, I know you're Iron Man. I know Rhodey's War Machine. And they all kind of gasp dramatically. Yeah, there's also literally a record scratch sound effect when she says she can read minds. I, I was know, like, I this this show. I was like, really? What is this show? And then she's like, I didn't mean to pry your minds, but at this point, I don't trust anyone, so I have to. And I was like, honestly, that's... That's actually kind of valid. That's more fair than Xavier, who just does it for fun also she's a child so i'm a little more forgiving right xavier is a grown man what's his excuse um so then gene is like so i've been trying to find a school and there's rumors about a special institute for mutants but there are, are other mutants out there who are not good and pepper's like well that's a big surprise which is like jesus christ pepper pepper needs to like fucking leave this show i, I was know. like over her <laughs> i couldn't stand her so then gene just ignores it and she's like one of them is trying to recruit me for his own cause and trying to track me down i had to run away from home just so that he wouldn't find my family he hates normal people and thinks a war is coming so it does that mean gene gray is mind wiping her way to go to new schools and be like yeah my name's annie claremont and then she does like the jedi wave in front of the principal and they're like we will sign you in i guess so like is she stealing money like this this version of gene is like kind of a badass like what is happening she's like running around the country like mind wiping people and trying to survive as like a child on the streets because well because magneto is like i'm going to find your family and kill them if you don't kill all the people i want you to kill which doesn't sound like him to be honest that's the part of this that i'm like why is magneto so mean like I, again what? it's like we're we're dealing with the x-men evolution magneto again remember yeah. when he was like randomly just threatening and torturing people for really no reason and we were like why he was like i'm just gonna kill people and like experiment on mystique's child i what was all that i don't know um yeah it, i mean this is definitely the version of magneto who like abandoned wanda in a mental institution and like didn't right. really give a shit about her right uh so tony's like uh does this guy wear red and purple 
and a metal helmet. And Jean's like, yeah, it protects him from mental powers. And then suddenly realizes that they're all looking over her shoulder behind her at outside on the street where like Magneto's right there, like lifting up thousands of cars. Yeah, there's just like a bunch of cars spinning around outside. And they're yeah. like, uh, well, he's outside right now. And she's like, oh, shit. And then Magneto just throws a car into the diner. Yep. And then he has this crazy vampire line where he's <laughs> like, the iron in your blood is unique, child, like a fingerprint. And once I'm close, I can track you like a lion tracks a gazelle. And I was like, whoa. I don't know. I, I, I was like, there's been many times where I've been like, okay, so when I listen to Disney music, okay, this is going to be a stretch, but when I listen to Disney music, I'm always like, which X Men characters would sing this song? And yeah. Be Prepared has always been the one I've associated with Magneto. So I was like, oh, Magneto just truly is Scar at this point when he's like, yeah, like a lion tracks a gazelle. I was like, <laughs> okay. He's definitely like gay and terrifying in the way that Scar is. Um, so then Tony puts on his iron suit because he's already being stupid. And he's like, well, I guess I'll just put on my suit and try to attack Magneto. OK, by the way, I'm just going to point out that all these fight scenes are like really bad. Like, yep. it's just usually like Magneto them. throwing cars. It's X-Men 3 all over again, where Magneto's like, this entire fight scene is going to be, be me throwing cars around because that's the only metal object that people can identify. And I was like, oh, okay, so we're going to see a lot of cars today and some telephone poles. Yeah, and luckily there's no people nearby who can see this absurd fight that's happening on the streets. Which is crazy. It's like New York City. Where the fuck is everyone? But later, later in the episode, people are going to see mutants having a battle in the streets, but not this one. Yeah, all 10 people who live in New York they're like they're like in Brooklyn somewhere they're like there's only 10 people that are out here on the streets in Brooklyn and it's like that's really not true but okay so they're fighting in an alley by the way New York City doesn't have alleys don't worry about it um but then Iron Man swoops in and tries to punch Magneto and is it not in New York City am I wrong no I think it is I mean I guess somebody can write in and tell us oh this show's actually set in New Jersey or something I don't fucking know but as far as I know it's a city of some kind <laughs> um but it's a good point I don't know if they actually say that so Iron Man manages to punch Magneto Magneto somehow and he says this stupid line where he's like that's what happens when I pull my punch and you don't want to find out what happens when I don't and Magneto's just like I can <laughs> fucking kill you dude like I I'm going to and like flings Tony around and smashes him on either side of the alley like 60 times like while laughing and it's kind of amazing um <laughs> and meanwhile Pepper's screaming Tony no like and Tony has this AI inside of his helmet that like throughout the entire episode, anytime he does anything, the AI is like systems failing. Magneto is making you his bitch again. Why are you doing this, Tony? <laughs> Tony, stop, please stop. I'm dying. And Tony's like, shut up, computer. I'm doing I do what I want. I'm a teenager. And um, then Jean finally saves the day by like using her telekinesis to like throw some stuff at Magneto. And he's like impressive your telekinesis is quite strong but next time try non-metal objects yeah i love that and then he starts like beating the shit out of tony well first he yeah is... he, he beats the shit out of tony more Well, because tony tony is like in a suit and he's just like crunt like squeezing his hands as if he's crushing mm -hmm. him inside the suit and the line he had is like is tense where he goes you are nothing beyond a human inside that metal flesh bone hatred and little spirit and i was like Damn. Yeah. And I was I love that he included hatred in there because Magneto yeah. just assumes that humans hate all mutants, which is like, uh -huh. damn, dude. Um, and then eventually he whips in a way. He's like, amusing, but I don't have time to play with tin soldiers. Yeah, I liked that line too. And then he like wraps a metal street sign around Jean and floats her away and is like, 
we have much to discuss. Yeah. Meanwhile, Tony's busy vomiting inside of his <laughs> Iron Man suit. Actually... And he's like, all my bones are broken now. And everyone's like, uh, what? Yeah. Like the voice actor seriously sounds like he's vomiting blood inside the suit. Like the performance is intense. It's like really intense. He was like, he was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I don't know. if Okay. That sounded more like a bad blowjob, but whatever. <laughs> Okay, so the next scene is Magneto in his hideout with Jean. This scene is crazy. Wait, this everything that happens in this scene is it like is. really fucked up. And it's like, first of all, like Magneto has kidnapped Jean and has stapled her to a wall yep. with metal. And he's like, I'm going to force you to watch all these broadcasts of Senator Kelly and other bigots saying that mutants should be dead. Yep. And it's like, okay. Uh, <laughs> and Senator Kelly has this long speech that we don't really need to like get into, but he's basically talking about how mutants need to be controlled and they can't be running around. Typical Senator Kelly bullshit. He also says their births must be regulated. That was insane. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, dude. So he's like, he basically says, if we find people that may have the X gene in them, we have to stop those people from having children. From giving birth. Or yeah. we have to put those people that could potentially carry the X gene and put them in concentration camps. And I was like, whoa, dude. I mean, this is really fucked up i was I mean, I, this is one of the parts of the episode that i actually enjoyed me i was too. like okay yep this sounds like the x-men at this point i also like how magneto as he's sort of radicalizing gene by showing her all this footage gene actually does seem convinced by some of it oh, which i, I was agree. like magneto you don't need to threaten her family like just show her all this footage like yeah this guy is like literally on public tv saying that mutants should be put in concentration camps yeah and then he has that line where he's like senator kelly he says we need to control mutants to protect our normal human children. And I was like, Jesus, dude. Yeah. Then Magdito has this moment where I don't know. I, at first, I was like, what the fuck is this? Because apparently this version of Magneto is not the one that was part of the Holocaust. This one is we are going to be later revealed was the replacement for Wolverine. It was experimented on by Weapon X. And I was like, apparently, what? yeah, I don't know. I think because they felt like he was too young to be a Holocaust survivor. I guess, yeah, because Magneto's line here is, child, I was locked away in a facility, experimented on. I finally fled for my life, and I've been running ever since. And I thought he meant, like, you know, a Holocaust concentration camp. It's not what he means. This, I guess they just didn't want to visit it on this children's show because... Well, I think, I think it was... I truly think it was that the timing didn't work out because, like, clearly this episode isn't afraid to get dark. Like, I don't... I think it's just the age thing. Yeah, I think... I think this is exactly what the MCU is going to run into where like, I don't think Magneto can be a Holocaust victim anymore unless he just doesn't age or somehow time travels or he gets like put in a box like uh, Captain America or whatever. I mean, yeah, and at this point it's even further in time in the MCU because there was that six year skip from the snapping and the coming back from the snapping. Mm -hmm. So I, it's like the blipping, the snapping. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, Jean has a little retort here where she's like, well, I've been on the run from you this whole time. And that was scary. And Magneto is like, you cannot be that blind. The humans would segregate us, ostracize us and eventually exterminate us. They destroy anyone who is different, even amongst their own kind. And then there's this shot of Jean who kind of looks like she agrees. I mean, he's not wrong. So I, I, I have sort of mixed feelings about this because I'm like, I don't really buy that Magneto would be threatening Jean in this way. And I feel like it would be a lot more interesting 
interesting. If Jean was afraid of him without knowing what his deal was and then sort of found out what it was and she had mixed feelings, but like... Also, this version of Magneto like has no brotherhood or anybody that's working with him at all, which I found a little weird. Well, there's barely any mutants in this show. There's like only Jean and Magneto. Okay, but yeah, I know that, but apparently everybody knows what a mutant is because people in the school are mocking Jean for being a mutant. So I was like, what's the deal? It's kind of the same issue that X-Men Evolution and also those comics ran into where it's like, well, how many people know about this? And uh, yeah, wh- like, are, why aren't people scared of like Iron Man, but they are scared of Magneto? Like, right. what's the functional difference as far as they're concerned? Like, well, I, I don't know. Magneto is kidnapping people and putting well, them. OK, I, I of course. But like, what's the difference between a guy who has magical powers and a guy who has like sci-fi power like you know what i mean like right. who cares Whatever. he's also he's also in the warlock tunnels and he's like i've been reduced to living here because this is where i've been forced to live and there are no morlocks he's just yeah he's underground this is Magneto, who's a morlock and also a weapon x survivor and i was like okie dokie yeah. i don't know what's happening here then it uh, goes back to Tony at Pepper and Rhodey. Pepper's like, maybe you should build some plastic armor. And Tony's right. like, um, I don't have a few weeks to rescue Annie, but whatever. And Pepper's like, you know, this isn't really your fight, Tony. It's between the mutants, which it's- I know. I know Rhodey's like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I love Rhodey's lines where he's just like, fucking stop it. You keep othering mutants every time you even describe them. They're people. Stop fucking doing this shit. And Pepper's like, um, I know that. I'm just saying we're interfering in their problems. And this is like mutant on mutant violence. And like, we are white and we shouldn't have to worry about it. Right. First of all, those gays, they can fight with themselves and we're not gay. This is a gay issue. And I don't really want to have to think about it. I don't have any problem with gays, but like, I don't need to help them because I'm not gay because I'm not gay. I can't truly help them. Like, (laughs) that's why, like, I can't really be an ally is because I'm not gay. <laughs> okay, but then what happens next is also crazy and like fucks Rhodey over because Tony's like, okay, I'm going to invent a really cool thing that like will X out Magneto's powers every time I turn it on. But Rhodey, I don't have time to give it to you for your suit. I know. And Rhodey's, and Rhodey's like, like, are you fucking kidding me? And Tony's like, <laughs> <laughs> and like walks away. Yeah, I know. Okay, by the way, I have to I have to say this because the lines that Pepper has, and this reminds me of this girl that was in one of my classes in high school who, like, I didn't have any problems with. And, like, she didn't really have any problems with anybody. But she, I remember her class one day. She was like, I don't have any problems with gay people. I'm just terrified of them. Oh so, like, God. I'm really scared of them. But, like, I'm Sad. just, like, I don't have any real problems with them. And I was oh. like, uh, I'm like sitting there being like, okay, well, I have to continue to keep my mouth shut. That was high school in the late 90s and early 2000s, everyone. Good time. Good time. It's kind of wild to watch this and have it be 2012, though. Like, I'm like, I guess it's realistic that characters would still be saying this about mutants, but it's a little different than watching X-Men Evolution, where I'm like, damn, this really was the time period. Well, no, I know. I mean, X-Men Evolution was very specifically working on the queer metaphor and other politics of that time. 2012, 2012 was like really just a few years before well first of all gay marriage was legalized across the united states Mm -hmm. it was just right before that and it's around that time period like this is a few years short of what happened in florida at the nightclub yep so like pulse shooting i don't know i don't know it's like it's it's just a really weird 
placement for this to be happening. But also, like, I would describe the early 2010s as a really weird fucking period of time in general. So it was. It was. I mean, I feel like it was right before sort of the backlash years that we're now in. <laughs> and hopefully not forever, but it certainly has felt like at least a decade. So I don't know. Yeah, I know. Uh, anyway. anyway. Tony has this full on Power Rangers transformation sequence. And I was like, <laughs> what's happening? It's like, dun, 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 dun. it's like, here we go. Iron Man. Dun, 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 dun. Air characters, war machine. Dun, dun, but no rescue. Dun, dun, dun. You know, it's, that's what's happening. And it's like full on. And he's like transforming into Iron Man, which I think it must do in every episode. I think this was like the Sailor Moon transformation scene that would happen at least okay, once per episode. Okay, but it's episode. not that long for what it's no. worth. And that was part of what I thought was really funny because I like started writing down like, oh, there's a montage of Tony putting on a suit. And then suddenly it was over and I was like, oh, I guess I, I don't need to write down anymore. It, it was just like two seconds of really loud music and transforming <laughs> and then being like, okay, at we're this done. point in time, we were like, people were over the transformation sequences that really frankly took way too long in the 90s yeah it's 2012 everybody needs to move that shit along do you remember power rangers would like each one would hold out their little thing and be like tyrannosaurus rex and then they would transform for like a full minute and then be like triceratops well that was like the entire show was transformations like there wasn't really any plot on that show no offense to power Listen, rangers that is not true i love power rangers and it is the deepest show i've ever watched <laughs> anyway now we're going to go on to talk about this show, which is also very deep. So now Jean's reach, trying to reach out to Tony and Rhodey with her telepathy. Somehow Magneto knows that she's doing this. He's like, just you know, my lair has been lined with the same metal that is used in my helmet. And Jean's like, I hate you. You're just as bad as those prejudiced, ignorant humans. I also hate humans. I was like, damn. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. And then she like flings pieces of drywall at him. But unfortunately, it has metal girders in it. So he still manages to stop it. Yeah. This is also the scene where Magneto's like, you're going to help me wage war against all of humanity or I will kill every member of your family. I'm like, Jesus, dude, this is like X-Men evolution, Magneto being like, Colossus, you're going to do what I say or I'm going to murder your sister. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, I didn't really like it. Um, And then Magneto turns on the TV and once again shows her another broadcast of like Senator Kelly or no, I think it's actually just a random pundit this time on TV. No, I think it's still Senator Kelly and saying that mutants are dangerous and must be controlled. That's it again. Yeah. And then it goes to Tony and Rhodey who are like outside the building. Yeah. That... Well, Magneto has one more line, by the way, where he's like, we can't allow Senator Kelly to be a martyr. So you need to kill him in a way that makes it like a heart attack like basically sense his heart and make it stop beating with your telekinesis but okay i'm gonna point out that like if he can like track fucking Jean gray based on the iron in her blood couldn't she just like do this himself yeah i don't know why does he need her i don't understand that part either but whatever i don't either i think they just want to put gene in here but although also i lied earlier when i said there are no more lock tunnel because they're clearly outside of like a demon base so <laughs> Tony and Rhodey are outside the lair and they're doing like the victory pose that we did in D2. Yep. And then Iron Man immediately is like, okay, I've got this. And he walks in, immediately triggers his alarm and the whole building just like blows up. Yep. I was like, damn. <laughs> and he just turns on a shield really quickly and he's like, whoopsie daisy. And it's like, good thing you guys didn't just die. Like, a good thing what? there weren't other people around. I don't even know where you are right now, but okay. I don't either. And Tony's like, well, we got to be careful because Magneto's making sure no one's following him. And I'm like, uh, Magneto's killing anyone who follows him. Like, hello. Meanwhile, like Pepper is in this weird 
oval-shaped wheel at the base and floating around. Yeah, well, I think this is what she's always in whenever she's in their ear. She's, like, using a supercomputer. Well, yeah, Pepper's playing the role of Barbara Gordon when she becomes Oracle at this point. Yeah, so she's, like, Googling Magneto, and she's like, apparently he was in the Weapon X project, and uh, he his real name is Max Eisenhart or Eric Lencher or Magnus. I was like, I'm glad that they left that in there. That, that was, was really funny. funny. <laughs> and she's like, he's made an enemy of so many government agencies, and they're all after him and like they just kind of quickly throw weapon x in there which they don't explain it but whatever annie aka gene sends a telepathic message to tony and roadie the sun's gonna come out <laughs> tomorrow she's even got red hair oh my god oh my that god that didn't occur to me until right now so anyway she sends them a telepathic message and part of why that's oh my possible, god and fucking daddy warbucks is fucking xavier <laughs> Oh my god. And so what Miss Hannigan is Magneto? <laughs> I don't know who Miss Hannigan is. Miss Hannigan would most likely be Mr. Sinister, who is like once again, like I'm t- I've got all these children here that I can experiment on their DNA while I get drunk. I mean, so. that's kind of closer to what would make sense as to who would be after Jean Grey. But anyway. I know way too way too much about Annie because fucking both my older sister and my younger sister, 16 years apart, played Miss Hannigan in the Natick Travel Workshop. Wow. Which is like a special theater program that's here in Natick. And like they both had that role, completely arbitrary, different directors, different decades. It was like That's funny. It's just the Pagella woman energy. And so like I've seen this show <laughs> so many times. Yeah. And then then of course, you know, they were watching the movies, so they would know even more so. So like I just by osmosis have absorbed so much Annie at this point. That's funny. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so Jean has been taken by Magneto onto this rooftop where near where Senator Kelly is giving a speech. And so right. Jean sends a telepathic message to Tony and Rhodey. And she's like, I'm at the corner of 68th and Hanover on the roof. Please hurry and come rescue me because I can't do anything by myself suddenly. And Tony and, and Rhodey are like, OK. And then we get to see uh, Senator Kelly giving this big speech to his supporters outside and he's like i'm here to talk about my new proposal proposition x the mutant control act my proposal seeks to identify mutants even before they're born and register them as we would register a gun very fucked up yeah i i I wrote down i can't believe we actually went there and that's never we always reference that on our show where we're like okay just a mutant metaphor if they're also a gun and in this episode they're just like yeah they're actually just guns i was like damn they actually went there (laughs) i feel like the closest is um i think senator kelly in x-men 2000 the live action x-men movie i think he compares it to gun control at one point like i feel like there's at least a line about that but it's not as explicit as this one where it's like i remember senator kelly having a line about like how uh if somebody like drives a car into somebody or i don't remember or maybe that was gene who was arguing i really don't remember but magneto then responds and he says you see they already treat us like objects like weapons Mm -hmm. i was like damn yeah and then senator kelly says mutants are a disease that must be controlled before it gets out of hand so at this point senator kelly has gone he's like they're guns they're not even human we have to like put people who potentially give birth to a mutant child and put them in fucking concentration camps so they aren't allowed to and we have to like rip out their ovaries yeah, while they're there. I mean, I think that's the also, implication. Also, they're a disease that needs to be cured. Mm-hmm. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, this version of Senator Kelly is like... So fucked up. I, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's good, but... 
Senator Kelly's general arc is that he is anti-mutant and in the comic books and even in the TV shows and movies generally, he comes around when he realizes that he's wrong. And I think that's an important... Which I actually thought that was how this episode was going to end, by the way. No, I don't... I th- at this point, this this show had made him so fucking awful and like phobic in so many ways that I was like, they can't... There's no way they could turn him around. And they don't. Mm-hmm. This is more like grading creed level hatred for uh mutants because i think grading creed would absolutely say these things or even gyric to a degree um i know that trask eventually after he tries to exterminate mutants with the sentinels is like maybe it's not as bad as i thought it was and then he dies mm-hmm. but like this version of senator kelly cannot come back from this he's like they i mean like he's just so phobic in ways that you're like wow pepper's fucking weird hunt up shit is not even as bad as this dude so yeah i mean it's interesting because thinking about 2012 it was like This was post Tea Party. This was when a lot of politicians who were really far to the right were coming into power. I mean, you know, we're not at 2016 yet, but there was like the backlash to Obama, basically. Can we just uh, stop for a minute and remember when we thought the Tea Party was the worst thing we could possibly deal with politically? I mean, they kind of were because all those same people became QAnon later and like all these. It's like that was just the beginning of the end in so many ways. You know what I I mean? Like it was all the same people. Like You're right. You're right but i feel but that's the time period we're in so i feel like it makes sense that senator kelly in this show in this time period is sort of depicted as this absurd far right guy with like his own supporters and like nothing convinces him but then that makes me a little more disappointed in the portrayal of magneto is like right. also kind of bonkers not so like i don't know because well, yeah, magneto's up on the rooftop with gene who's still wrapped up in metal he's like okay so you need to give this guy a heart attack and she like listens in on his heart with her mind and she doesn't do it she goes every form of life is precious even if they want to kill us all and they're disgusting and i was like okay <laughs> and magneto's like you're fucking wrong and stupid and i was like i agree with you magneto and then he was like i'm gonna kill your parents and i was like damn it no no yeah, i know he's like he literally goes from zero to a hundred in seconds but also like in comparison it's like yeah i don't know senator kelly is like so evil at this point that like he is not even redeemable just kill him like jesus i know like i'm kind of agreeing with magneto on that part i'm like just get rid of this guy i know but then Magneto's like i'm gonna kill your family unless you don't kill this person and then, then tony swoops in and he and gene's like it's iron man i'm coming myself there's like five more minutes of them flying around and magneto's blasting them and he's like why isn't my magnetism working and iron man's like i've got a trick and Jean's like be careful you don't have a you don't know how strong he is and she just like runs away down below senator kelly and a group of people are watching this and there's news crews and they're just gasping dramatically this is when iron man's like let me use my metal missiles against magneto which he then uses to like blow up the building and kill a bunch of people that are around there like well yeah because magneto immediately deflects all the missiles into the nearby buildings and kills like a thousand people in a second and tony and war machine are like whoops and it's like why did you do that guy yeah, a falling piece of the roof almost kills senator kelly but then gene saves him and kelly goes saved by one of them and then pepper comes in and like helps them and she's like ha i'm here and tony's like oh so you do like me and she's like i never said i dislike mutants i just said i dislike 
bad mutants. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean, Pepper? Yeah. That's like even worse than what you were saying before. Yeah, it's like, what? how do you know if they're good or bad before you even get to know them? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's like, that's like walking over and be like, oh, I don't have a problem with black people. I just don't like the bad black people. And it's like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, yeah, like what? Shut the fuck up. Anyway, Pepper needs to like leave this show. She really does. I it made this episode very hard to watch. Even though I know that was the point, it was like so irritating. For what it's worth, I doubt she's like this in other episodes. I think they were just like, oh, somebody needs to be randomly racist and phobic, and I guess it can only be Pepper because it can't be fucking Rhodey. So I mean, I like that Rhodey kept standing up for everything, but it was like tough that he had to keep doing that. And also, Tony didn't like take a side, which I hated too. Like Tony would just stand there while the two of them were arguing being like this is my friends group i guess and it's like tony what the fuck is wrong with you like i feel like tony's too busy he's like listen i just got the new ds and i'm playing <laughs> super princess peach right now and i just don't have time for this <laughs> he's just like i don't know he's like the both sides character who's just like uh -huh, what a silly argument anyway back to my life i don't know it's cowardly yeah that's really what it is so then magneto's still killing the teenagers yeah and... he's throwing cars around because he can't like just kill people with sheer magnetism so then gene's like if you get his helmet off i can get into his head because we're gonna do the whole juggernaut thing now so <laughs> yeah. that's what's about to happen and Iron Man's like, well, I don't know what to do. And Pepper's like, try using offense, dumbass. <laughs> it's so dumb that that's her suggestion because it's not even a suggestion. Wait, Tony uses his Unibeam, which hits Magneto and like knocks him out, Pepperelli. It's like, why did you even use missiles before if you could just fucking Unibeam him? I don't know why you did that. I don't know. I don't no and then they like take off his helmet and then well, war machine does it it's like yeah, he right. shows up he pulls off his helmet to reveal that magneto has a terrible haircut <laughs> no i'm <laughs> not even kidding he's like magneto is screaming no because now everyone can see how bad his helmet hair looks his hair is like white it's spiky he looks like fucking professor oak kind of i know he looks more like vegeta or goku except like white and it's like at least they seem to at least use hairspray his is just like crazy bad axle wig yeah. i don't know so then gene puts him to sleep dramatically and she's like he'll wake up in a few days and tony's like hopefully in a plastic prison and it's like whatever guys who cares well are they i mean we don't even see him getting apprehended so i don't know what happens we don't they just leave him on the roof and go away yeah so then they go land next to senator kelly who turns around and points at gene while the news broadcasters are all filming this and he's like there she is she's a mutant she's the cause of everything she's a bitch and tony's like are you out of your mind she saved your life and then a random man nearby like backs tony up and everybody's like yeah we like this one mutant based on one incident <laughs> and i was just like I, okay fine sure i don't even know and then and suddenly they all have coke cans. I know they all start throwing garbage at Senator Kelly suddenly. <laughs> what, what is with the cans? This is the third time in this episode where suddenly everybody had a garbage. bunch of fucking soda cans <laughs> and they were throwing it and it was like where are all these cans coming from on this TV show? And then Senator Kelly cries and he runs and he jumps into his car slash Lobo thing which is weirdly designed. Yeah. Did you notice that like the car had, it wasn't like a Lomo it wasn't that long but it was like it had four tires on the front of the car and then two in the back and i was like what the fuck is this car like what am i looking at <laughs> i didn't 
noticed that. That's really funny. Uh, and that's it. And they continue to throw the Coke cans at it. I just think it's like weird and kind of stupid that his supporters take one second to change their minds. Like it's just smacks of a children's show that needed to resolve this in 20 minutes. And it's like dumb. Yeah, that's why I'm like the mutants clearly never come back because the next scene is Tony walks in. And he says, I saw on the TV that all of Kelly's supporters have left his campaign and now everybody likes mutants. And I was like, what? <laughs> It's just Tony walking down the high school hallway being like, nobody hates mutants anymore. And then randomly that one bully from the the school earlier is like screaming at Gene, like, you're a mutant and I fucking hate mutants. You're a freak and I hate you. Gene's just like rolling her eyes, by the way, which was really funny. I was like, now Gene has attitude and confidence. It is funny, but it's also like, why is this scene here? Yeah, why is it here? So Tony and Rhodey walk up and they're like, we'll kick your ass if you make fun of Gene again. And then the bully's like, oh no. (laughs) It's actually Pepper walks over and she's like, actually, she has lots of friends like me i'm her straight white girlfriend and i'm a straight girl that likes homosexuals and we're like and gene just like stares at pepper for a full minute like okay calm down yeah because then because gene's like "Eh, i appreciate the help but i could have melted his mind so it's fine yeah and then she turns around she's like by the way my name's not annie claremont it's gene gray i was using a cover to hide and then the final second of this movie, who should show up? Professor Xavier, who's already just invading everybody's minds. Yep. Like everyone. He just rolls in and he's like, hey, yeah. I read your mind. Hey, Gene, what's up? Um, anyway, I run a school. He's being wheeled by question mark, question mark. Don't know who that he's with. Yeah, who is that guy? It would be funny if it was Magneto. I think it may as well be. Like literally, who is this man? Why didn't they have it be like somebody that we know? Like Wolverine or, or Storm or something? Like, I don't know. Who knows? But also, it's important to note that we don't see Xavier's face in this. We see his like, lips at some point. I don't know. Why? We don't see his face. They were so dramatic where they were like, oh, who's this mysterious guy? Except he introduces himself. He's like, I have a special school for gifted mutants. And Jean's like, oh. And, she's like, and he goes into her mind. He's like, and we can have a secret conversation up here. And nobody but just you and me, Gene, can talk. And you can tell me whatever you want and show me whatever you want, too. Ugh, it's all so right? weird. And I was like, what is happening? Gene just smiles and they all look at each other and they smile. And it's like, the end. And I was like, wow. <laughs> seems like Xavier's a villain at the end because like they don't show his face and it's like so yeah, creepy. he's like fucking Dr. Claw. Yeah, like, like he comes and he's like hey Gene, I know everything about you <laughs> yeah. and I'm gonna take you away. <laughs> it's like, what's don't happening? you want to see what's in my mind, Gene? I promise it won't be gross. <laughs> and then it's like smash cut to credits. Iron Man, he's a teenager and we yeah. love him and we love his hair. <laughs> he's so hot. And it's like, okay. All right. <laughs> anyway, that was this episode. So, okay. So, first of all, I, uh, I'm going to give it like a, I have to give it like a two out of five X's. I was also going to give it a two. There's some like good stuff in here. I like the stuff with Senator Kelly because he's so evil, but I also buy it. And he's so creepy. I like his, his writing. Like pretty much all of his lines were good and made sense for him. Magdino, honestly pretty good too except for when he's threatening Gene's parents but I do feel like all his lines were quintessentially Magneto I don't know why he was part of the Weapon X program I really don't <laughs> understand any of that but whatever that seemed like it was just kind of thrown on top of the pile randomly in that scene with yeah. Pepper where she was googling him like it could have just as easily been taken out you know like 
It didn't need to be there. The rest of it, I don't know why Pepper was a huge fucking phobic piece of shit in this one episode. I don't know what the deal is. Oh, I did like that Rhodey kept standing up for Jean and be like, segregation, bad. Don't do it. I liked that part. I also liked Jean mostly. I feel like there was probably another way to do this that wasn't quite as heavy handed with Pepper. Like, I get what they were trying to go for with her. But you don't want the character to be that unlikable. It's very clunky. I think it's clunky because it doesn't exist in the rest of the show, right? I assume, yes. But it's like Pepper's constantly working with her besties and also herself who have access to technology that no one else has access to. And she doesn't think to herself, boy, it's fucked up that we have the right to use this and other people don't, but I'm angry at mutants. Like, what is, what is she saying? <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, yeah. why is it okay with Pepper that rich people have the power to make suits, but like randomly a person might have telekinesis and that's wrong according to her it's like she spent zero time thinking about this and it shows and i feel like it would be cool if tony called that out and tony doesn't instead he says nothing and like is just sort of not even a character on this show which is supposedly about him i thought that was disappointing i don't know again i don't know if that's just this episode actually yeah that's a good point i didn't even think about that like tony barely does anything in this other than be really stupid by continuing to try to attack magneto wearing a metal suit and like barely helping his friends with anything you know honestly the people who stopped magneto at the end of this was war machine pulling off magneto's helmet and gene getting to his and head gene putting him to sleep pepper and tony were just kind of useless in the background so yeah i mean tony created the thing that like reversed magneto's powers but then he didn't share it with roadie and he kept like forgetting to turn it on half the time and like getting smacked in the face and it was like annoying to watch like it's just not it's not fun okay also the fight scenes were not very good it's i and we were very spoiled because in x-men evolution i feel like the fight scenes were almost always well choreographed especially on like whose power would do this and then how would they dodge this also usually people's motivations were really clear on that show like it was always obvious why everyone was fighting each other and what was going on and even the characters might stop and be like hey like what's what's the plan here or whatever in ways that made a lot of sense and in this show it was just like pepper screaming try offense like at random at into tony's ear and tony being like oh yeah i have the unibeam i'll use it at the climax of the episode because i forgot about it until now and it's like right dumb it is dumb yeah so i don't recommend watching this yeah (laughs) i would like to hear from our listeners that have watched this tv show and let us know if it's any better than this in other episodes. It must be. Like, this has to be an outlier. Is Pepper typically like this? Or is it just like, was she like this for this episode? Do mutants exist in the rest of the TV show? Or is it really just this one episode? Because, I mean, it's fun that they did a throwaway, like, X-Men episode. I appreciate it. But it seems to, like, to me, from watching this episode, introduces mutants and then wraps it all up in the same episode. Because then at the end, they're like, everybody likes mutants now. And I was like... Uh, I wish it was that easy, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of missing the struggle here. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like they were afraid to go any further into this. Like, they used Jean Grey because I feel like if they used Wolverine or Storm or even Cyclops, it would be too heavy-handed on the mutant metaphor, and they wanted to steer away from that maybe because that's that's its own show. I guess, but they put in Magneto, and he's so political even on this episode. You know what? That's a good point. I don't know. I really don't know what they were thinking. And they also, like, have to make Magneto really evil in order to justify the fact that he's a villain. Like, this is the problem Magneto always runs into. He's too sympathetic unless he's, like, trying to kill Jean's parents or something. Right, and I feel like this show, if it really truly doesn't have mutants in other episodes, then it seems really misplaced because even the super Superhero Super Squad show, which eventually we'll watch one day, they are clear that even though the X-Men appear maybe like 
once or twice per season but mutants exist in their universe wolverine's on the team and they're like yeah mutants are here you know like it's just i i feel like it's just kind of weird that the mutants are here for this one episode and they're like okay bye yeah. also weapon x was here at one point and magneto was wolverine <laughs> it makes no sense i don't know i don't even know how to do who's gay because i don't know if there is anybody who is i think we could skip it this week because there wasn't anything except for just us deciding that tony and roadie potentially I mean, bang but there's like that's a stretch i was just trying to find something fun uh yeah because the rest of it is them being like who's got the biggest boner for Jean gray and she knows somehow she must be reading our minds i'm like dude your jeans are just really fucking tight everyone can see yeah, that i mean i did kind of like the idea of pepper being the one who's like the straight girl who's so scared about the idea of anybody being gay because like i don't know that was the experience of girls bullying me growing up so yeah. whatever it's probably why i have such a visceral reaction to pepper and i'm just like right, shut the same. fuck up i mean i was able to quote something <laughs> a girl know. said in my class that yeah. girl Ugh. really fucking dumb honestly I mean, like that part of it makes the episode hard to watch honestly because i'm just like these are things i don't want to remember yeah <laughs> but it's fine and i are you telling me you didn't have a good time when people would say those things to you i didn't for whatever reason i didn't um That's so but strange. i did kind of like the portrayal of Jean. i she's kind of presented as like a weird nerd in this which isn't usually what Jean is like like she's wearing the turtleneck and stuff i don't mind that she's like weird and nerdy i can be here for that yeah it's kind of cute and it's like before Jean had figured out who she was she isn't at the institute yet and sort of like growing into her own self-confidence yet so it's like a different version of Jean that's kind of fun she's still like you know sparky and and has a little bit of anger issues against bigots and i like that part but that's not really what the episode's about so that's just kind of too bad. But um, yeah, I would say it's more queer coded than like explicitly queer at any specific point. Yeah, exactly. I don't feel like it's very much like these characters are gay. And we're we're disappointed because we just watch X-Men Evolution. I don't know how gay Wolverine and the X-Men is. I don't I don't remember. I'm actually getting myself all jazzed up to watch this TV show because Me too. I, I mean, I've seen it before, but like not as heavily as the first two X-Men TV shows. And I I own it. I've watched it, so I'm excited to see how we're going to interpret it on this show. Yeah. We'll probably end up really liking it, honestly. I think we will. I think we Emma will. Emma Frost is there. So. I know, and I remember Emma. So I feel like there's there's enough I remember liking that I think I'm going to largely enjoy it, or at least find things to enjoy. So that's next week. Next yeah. week, we start the next X-Men TV show, Wolverine and the X-Men. We sure do. I think there was 26 episodes or something like that, but it's only one season. It did not get a season two at least for now. So we'll see. Yeah. And I mean, there are rumors that either that show or X-Men Evolution will get another season. We have no idea what to expect in the in this world where X-Men TAS is coming back. We're just going to have to wait and see. I had a dream last night that X-Men 97 came out and it was really good. <laughs> I bet. I bet it is going to be really good. I'm not too worried about it, honestly. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Um. So now that we're firmly in the plug section of the show, I'm going to tell you, listener, you should go to sciencescene.net or that's right mutantages.com or the mutantages.com all of those will take you to our soundcloud page which has everything you need to contact us it's got our email address the mutantages at gmail.com it's got a link to our discord server it's got our voicemail inbox 1508-319-1668 straight to ryan pagella's cell phone i will folks. not pick it up this time you won't pick it up and we have a p.o box which is p.o box 3344 natick massachusetts 01760 if you want to send us any physical mail you can send us uh mr sinister stuff boom boom stuff warren worthington stuff these are all things people have sent us in the past that we have opened 
and enjoyed. I keep them locked away in my bedroom. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, also, we are on social media. We are. We're the Mutant Ages on all of social media. Uh, Facebook. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, TikTok. Yeah. And then ourselves. We're also on the internet sometimes. Yeah, I'm at Mitty Myers. How about you? I am Ryan Pagella on Twitter and Ryan.Pagella on Instagram. And I've got my Twitch channel, which, by the way, shout out because some of our listeners are popping in there and Mm -hmm. we are playing through all of Kingdom Hearts. So I may be playing this for years. Although (laughs) yesterday, one of them was like trying to ask me the origin of Sora. I was like, I God, I can't even like, how do you even start this? And then somebody was like, somebody page in Todd because he's got a PhD in Kingdom Hearts. does have a phd in kingdom hearts it's so good it's so good but if you want to see some of other content um i do have my youtube channel i just i'm fresh off the boat from disney world so we are posting those on my youtube channel which is ryan pagella adventures and theme parks you can check that out or you can go to the mutant ages which has got all sorts of fun things including us currently playing the final game gear x-men game mojo (laughs) world which as far as we know has has nothing nothing to do do with with mojo But I mean, I know he shows up at the end. He's the final boss, but... It's incredible stuff. But you can see us play the other Game Gear games. We are slowly, very slowly making our way through the game collection of every X-Men game that has ever come out. It is nice that they're going to get better as they go along. That feels like a nice reward. That is true. We also sometimes take clips of this show and match it up with the animation of the cartoons or sometimes the movies. We also put X-Men parodies up there. We also review old content that Maddie and I made in high school, which is always fun to watch watch Mm -hmm. at some point i really feel like we've got to watch and now for something completely (laughs) x-men it might embarrass you too much though because oh it won't embarrass me i just feel like there's stuff that we're just gonna have to cut but it's definitely (laughs) that's all worth us watching like i know there's parts with like logan fucking gene gray and then like there's literally cream put on top of her it's like a couple of 13 year old horny boys just like making everything gay too hot for tv yeah okay so we may or we may not upload that to the youtube channel uh so get ready for that also knuckles is in it anyway (laughs) okay uh should we talk about the patreon next why not oh right you want to support us please do so by going to patreon Maddie, tell us about it. Um, well, so we also have a store, by the way. I put links to the store into every episode description. If you want to get a t-shirt or a tote bag or anything else with either Bishop shouting that time travel is real or just the Mutant Ages logo on it, there's a bunch of cool stuff in there. And also we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the Mutant Ages, where we have bonus episodes, usually about DC and Marvel stuff, but... We are going to do an episode on Beetlejuice because I watched it for the very first time in my life. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Damn straight, That's Beetlejuice. crazy to me. Maddie discovering Beetlejuice at like age 36, everyone. I know, it's wild. Um, So that was fun. And uh, you can listen to the whole backlogs of, of all of our all of our bonus content if you if you become a supporter at that tier. But hey, if you become a highest level Patreon supporter, what do you get? A shout out on the show to uh Samuel B and Soren B <laughs> and Zach S. I don't have a problem with oh like <laughs> supporters, but like just the bad supporters. Oh. But you're the good supporters, so we like you. Oh my god, Pepper Potts, shut the fuck up, get out. <laughs> but for real, thank you for supporting thank our show. Thank you so much. Be a roadie and never be a pepper. That yeah, is be a my roadie, advice. never be a pepper. That's, That's absolutely my tip. advice. Um, don't be a Tony either. That's our takeaway from this, whatever this is that we just watched. I know. Um, but hey, if you don't have any money, 
uh, I get that. Um, but please do consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever platform you're on if it allows for reviews. Like I think Facebook allows for some star ratings and stuff. That really helps our visibility. If you leave a, a star rating, that helps. But especially if you leave and write a review, that's like really good. Um, and uh, let's say you've already done that. If you could just share the show on your personal social media or just send it to somebody who you think would like it. That would be really wonderful because that's how people find this show is word of mouth. We're not on some big network. We don't have any ads. We're just out here doing this shit for fun because we love yeah. X-Men. Yeah, and, people uh, find our show by mouth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how Wolverine and Ryan found each other. By mouth. Yeah, by mouth. Um, In the sewers underneath New York City. Oh, boy. All right. All right. Anyway. We'll see you next time. See you next time for Wolverine and the X-Men. Yay. That's I'm excited. I'm excited. The Mutant